Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Hey, are you here? Yeah, we're here. Well, welcome to episode 999 of the Paul Leslie Hour. We're presenting an interview with the person on this earth that Paul has known the longest time. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's an interview with Paul's mom. Her friends call her Sharon, and it's been said that she has the gift of smiles. You can feel it from there, can't you? Well, she's got some interesting insight on joyfulness, enjoying life, dealing with disappointment, and the pursuit of happiness. Speaking of happiness, why not subscribe to the Paul Leslie Hour on YouTube? And for goodness sakes, ding, ding, ring that bell, and we thank you. Now, let's see what Paulie's mommy has to say on this morning call. Let us listen, shall we? Hello. Hi, Mom. Good morning. How are you? No, I'm just fine. Good. Hey. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I I got up, oh, I don't know, 6 o'clock or whatever. I've been up for a while. So, yeah, I was a little bit intrigued about your proposal about talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just get into it, shall we? (laughs) It's the 1st of March, yeah, and, uh, you know, in Romania, there's a holiday today. It's called Martișor. Okay. And all of the women get flowers. Okay. That's just the way it goes. It's the 1st of March. But I wanted to talk to you about a few things that I think everybody can benefit from. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Mom, do you think we could have more happiness in this world? You know, I, I just need to be free to say, you know, my opinions and my views and Some people will like it, and some people probably would dismiss it. Well, that's the wonderful thing about this country. You can say... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Can we have more happiness in this country? Should we? Mm. On a personal level. We indeed should have more happiness by the world standards, but I don't believe we do especially in this country with the or the all the prosperity that we have we're some of the richest people in the world that I, i've read about that compared to others in the world people probably could say i am very privileged and i would say i indeed am i am privileged because of the parents that God chose for me. I am privileged because I live in the United States. And so I have been privileged to benefits that I never really asked for or worked for. So I am very privileged. And a lot of people in the United States are very privileged. However, Privilege doesn't mean, you know, happiness. We can be very privileged. We can have everything and not 
have happiness deep inside. And, you know, for me as a Christian, my joy, my joy comes from the God that I read about in scripture and the God that saved me, the one that died for me and saved me. And so happiness, you know, we can say happiness comes from, it it can be very circumstantial. Circumstances can dictate our happiness. However, if you have true joy, that's, that's something that is with you all the time. True joy. True joy. True joy. Circumstances do not dictate our joy. Now, that's interesting. A lot of people would would maybe be confused or they wouldn't understand that. Can you go into that a little more? Happiness uh, comes, is, I believe it's dictated by circumstances, such as I have a new house and that makes me happy. Or I have a new friend. That makes me happy. I'm able to help people and that makes me happy. However, true joy is present even if you don't feel happy. Happy to me is a feeling which can be fleeting and changing and can sometimes dictate, you know, how we're feeling can many times dictate what we're thinking. Because they are, because they're changing, they can deceive us. Our feelings can deceive us. Hmm. But joy, when someone has joy in their life, that is present no matter what the circumstances are. What you were saying about feelings is, is pretty interesting to me. I was listening the other day to Dr. Laura on the radio. And, yes. she, and she said, there was a woman caller and she kept saying, I feel. And we're living at a time where people are supposed to talk about their emotions a lot. And I thought, here comes Dr. Laura and she's saying something totally different. And she said, I want you to stop talking about your feelings. They don't matter as much as you think they do. And that's pretty controversial today. But what do you think of that? She's right on because I may feel really angry about maybe something that's happening to me or one of my children or a feeling about whatever. And that feeling, I may be feeling angry right now, but our feelings can change very rapidly. And then if I can get a better perspective maybe on the situation, my feelings might change a little bit about that situation. So, yeah, our our feelings, we need to be careful of them. They need to come under control. Yeah. You know, Mom, when I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about who do I know that is a joyful person? And I think you're one of the most joyful people Wow! in, in my life. I really do. And have you always been someone you do keep on the sunny side? Have you always been that way? I would say probably yes. 
I would say probably yes. When I think about, you know, there, there have been, as you know, there have been very difficult times in my life. That is part of being a human being. That is part of life. Sometimes it's, it's nasty and sometimes it's very sad. And, you know, you can have feelings about the situations. There again, the situations as they change, I think our feelings change about them also. So, you know, my joy comes from the Holy Spirit, the God of the Bible. My joy comes from, it's kind of like looking at a situation. Sometimes you can look at a situation and I'm looking at it just head on. I'm looking at it. It's right in front of me. However, and, and as we get older, I think it's easier for us to maybe let's go up 30,000 feet in the air and let's look at this situation from the air. In other words, in the scheme of things, let's look at this situation, what it looks like when I look at my entire life. This is a very small sliver of what's happening to me in my life. And so sometimes that can look very different compared to what I'm seeing right in front of me. Do you know what I'm saying? I know very well what you're saying. Yes. And so even in the worst situations, say, for example, you know, I, you know, as we're getting older, I have statistics tell me that there are more widows than there are widowers. Men tend to pass on earlier than women. And so when you think about the possibility of, for me, being a widow, not a fun time. However, in the scheme of things, I can think about my my feelings and I own them. It's okay to have those feelings, but also try to look at the circumstance from higher up. You know, am I going to focus on the future aloneness? Am I, or am I going to remember all the wonderful times in the past and think about them? It's just a matter of perspective. Well, again, not dismissing those feelings, you know, owning them and addressing them, but, but look at them for what they are. And I remember a long time ago, I was talking to a counselor and the counselor said to me, you're not always going to feel this way. And I always hung on to that. That helped me through a lot of difficulties. Mom, what would you say gratitude does or plays in your life? Oh, my goodness. I honestly can say I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't thank the Lord for my life, for his presence, for all that I have. I... I 
I don't think a person can have joy without gratitude for what they do. And I'm not talking about material things. Material things are nice. They make us comfortable. But as we know, they can be gone in an instant. There are such more important things that we can be grateful for. Grateful for friends, for a faith that gets us through things that are difficult. Thankful for and grateful for families, our families. Even though we have many problems, you know, so many families have problems. But still, that fam- those family relationships, that those blood relationships, difficult to break, difficult to break. So there are many things to be grateful for, of which I- I've just named so many of them for me. I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't feel so grateful for everything that I have and so, so grateful. Well, they have a kind of fun exercise I would like to do. Oh, boy. Okay. You know the term stream of consciousness? Stream of consciousness? It's where you just, like, if you're to tell, ask me, like, what kind of things do I like to eat? And I, I just off the top of my head, I just start saying things like, oh, I like to eat ice cream. I like to eat sandwiches. Okay. I like to mm-hmm. Mom? The first thing that comes into your mind. You just okay. keep keep going for, I don't know. 20, 30 seconds. What are you thankful for? Mm. I'm thankful for my parents, for my college that I was privileged to go to, the good education that I got there. I'm thankful for the pastors in my life that were shepherds to me, that guided me and helped me, taught me. I'm thankful for I have to be honest, I'm thankful for my first husband that taught me so much. I'm thankful for my husband that has been good to me, that we've had a good life together. I'm thankful for my children, my grandchildren. I'm thankful for the friends that I have now. I'm thankful for the gifts that God has given me. I'm working on, I'm helping a friend to fix an old quilt that she has in her family that got ripped. And I'm thankful that I'm able to help her fix that quilt hmm. so that it will look at least it's it's in better shape than it was a few months ago. I'm thankful that when my friends say to me, my jeans are too long, I need you to hem them, would you do that for me? I am so thankful. I get more joy out of fixing things for people that I can fix. (laughs) I get more joy out of sewing buttons on people that don't know how to sew a button on a shirt. (laughs) And I get more joy out of fixing meals for people that are going through a difficult time. They maybe have had a death in the family or they're sick or they're just having a hard time, and so I fix a meal for them and I take it to them, that's something that I can do for them, and that brings me so much joy. So I'm I'm grateful for all the gifts and abilities that God has given me that I can use. How's that? That, That's great. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) 
Sometimes I think people, they confuse fun with joy. They're not exactly the same thing. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, I think it's okay to have fun. And it's okay to enjoy life. Absolutely. And so this is a, a very serious question. Why do you think it is that you and your husband are able to enjoy life and have so much fun? Mm. We have a lot of the same values. We have a lot of the same interests. We enjoy giving to people. We both very much enjoy giving to people that are in need and people that are doing good works, good things for the kingdom of God. We have enjoyed a lot of the same fun things such as camping and going places, meeting new people, traveling. We have so much enjoyed traveling because we not only get to see this wonderful country that we live in, but we also get to meet new people. And we have found that there are just so many wonderful people out there. You know, if you can't read, you can't watch the news too much. It, it'll, it's a real downer sometimes. We think that so many people are, there's so many troubles in the world, but there are so many wonderful people in the world too that you never hear about. They're doing good things. They're, helping their neighbors, they're loving their neighbors, they're going to work every day, those kinds of things. So we get such joy out of such things as as traveling, like I said, because we get to meet people, we get to see wonderful places, and, you know, that, that just brings us that. That's a lot of fun to us. That's a lot of fun to us. One thing that's absolutely certain in this life, sad to say, is disappointment. And there's somebody out there who's listening, I know, who's dealing with something disappointing. They perhaps had a hope or a dream that was recently smudged out. What do you think the best way to deal with disappointment is? Mm. Disappointment is... (laughs) Disappointment is disappointing. It is very disappointing. I've had some disappointments in my life. Some of them have lasted a very short time, but very disappointing short time. I've had some that have lasted a long time. Again, we need to think about perspective. We may be disappointed in things that may be close friends or family members that have done or said, we need to think about perspective of that. Just our perspective. It's difficult. Eventually, I think disappointment can be a feeling. And again, I go back to what that fellow said to me. You're not always going to feel that way. We just have to think about perspectives. Try to think about maybe other perspectives that might help to put that disappointment in a different light. Mm. But I'm not going to lie. 
disappointments that it's disappointing. (laughs) It's disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Well, before we go, I would just like to ask you, it's a totally open forum. What would you say to anybody who is tuned in? Anyone, no matter where they are, that's listening. What would be your your ending words here? Well, I would have to say, you know, I can't lie. I can't lie. I, I get my perspectives from the scriptures. I am a Bible reader, and it's truth. It's God's truth. It's got whether people believe it or not, it is what God wants us to know about him. He is teaching us in scripture who he is. And so my joy comes from knowing that God tells me that if I seek him, if I look for him, I will find him. He promises that. That's a promise to any of us. And also in the scriptures, I look to the future. In this world, sometimes it's pretty dim. But also in the scriptures, I read about a hope that is beyond this world. And that's where my hope comes from. Because I'm reading it in the scriptures and i i am trusting my life with what i'm reading and what i'm believing as a result of that so if you read it and want to you real you really are seeking the lord promises you will find him seek and ye shall find i would also like to add if anyone is listening to what I'm saying, and they want to read the scriptures. I was in a class where the teacher gave a very interesting exercise for us. He asked us to to draw a picture of Humpty Dumpty. And so everyone in the class drew a picture of what they thought Humpty Dumpty looks like. And so without fail, All of the pictures showed an egg that was a little bit cracked. And just like we've seen in the pictures of Humpty Dumpty. And the learning experience was, he said, nothing in the little poem about Humpty Dumpty says that he was an egg. And so he said, when we approach scriptures, We need to try to leave away or take away all the preconceptions that we have about what the Bible says. That we need to read it for what it says, not what we think it says. Hmm. And so I love that illustration that we don't need to add anything or say that this must mean what I think this is, you know, or whatever, but that we need to read it for what it says. And so I will leave that with anyone who is listening 
as you read the scriptures, read it for what it says. Don't add anything to it. So that's about it. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope I didn't ramble too much. No. <laughs> I'm not a real good speaker. I'm really not. You have really perfected your, your, your whatever, you know, the way, the way you talk and everything that you really, a person really needs to train themselves, you know, and I mean, I, I don't public, I don't speak publicly. So, you know, it's, it's difficult for me. I know, you know, it's kind of difficult, but yeah. Mm. Well, mom, hmm. do you know that I love you? I love you. <laughs> I know you do. And I love you too. Yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, like you asked me that one question pretty early on. Have you always felt happy and all? I remember one time, long time ago, Paul, when we lived in Byron Center, I was just a young mother. I'm not sure. Maybe you were born, you know, by then. I don't know. I'm not sure. I might have just, you know, we might have just had Renee and Danielle. I remember being in the grocery store one day in that grocery store that was behind our house there. I don't know how much you remember about that. Almost nothing. About our house when we lived in town. So I'm not sure that, you know, but anyway, you, you were just very, a baby, just very little. I think it was a girl that maybe had come to our church a few times. I knew from town and all. And so, you know, I saw her and I greeted her like I always did. You know, she said to me, are you always this happy? <laughs> and I th- I just thought that was such such a funny question because I was just being I was just being the way I always am, you know. And that was kind of funny that you asked me that question, you know. I don't know. I guess I, you know, I guess, you know, maybe I'm I'm just one of those privileged ones that I've, I've just had such a blessed life. I, I really have. And, you know, what what have I, you know, what have I any right to feel bad about? You know, I've just been so blessed. Anyway. That kind of reminded me of that time when that lady asked me that. Mm. And you have yeah. the gift of smiles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, honey. All right. Give Karina a hug for me. Okay, I will. All right. I love you. I love you, Mom. Okay. Bye-bye, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good.